This is Into the Ether, a Genlock introspective podcast. I am Ripley. And I am Jerry. And today we are going to talk about Season 1, Episode 2, titled There's Always Tomorrow. Earth, 2072. Chase tries reconnecting with Miranda in the Vanguard. Doc's new recruits arrive with more than a few questions and one perilous secret. Definitely a lot to unpack in this second episode. Yeah. So we're, we're furthering digging in on that relationship between Chase and Miranda. And how do you come back from something like that? Uh, how do you process something like that? And then uh, Chase and the Vanguard. And then, of course, the new recruits. Yay, new characters. Yeah. This is always fun. <laughs> and then one perilous secret. Ooh. But it starts out, we actually get the intro this time, and the music is Belgrade by Battle Tapes, and it is freaking amazing. Just listen to it on its own, but in addition to the, the, the intro animation, it's yeah. just it's super cool. There's a lot of swirling action. and There's, there's definitely a lot of um, forward-facing stuff in the yeah. intro, because you're like, there's a whole lot happening here that I haven't actually seen yeah. in the show yet. Yeah, most of the stuff in the intro you don't really get to see until further down the line. Yeah. It's sort uh, of like a, this is where this is heading towards. <laughs> Let's see how we get there. Yeah. So episode one takes off right, or epi- yeah, episode two takes off right where episode one left off. Like literally with Miranda staring at Chase's hologram thing. And uh, uh, Weller goes into detail, says that it's Chase. It's his MR overlay. Mm-hmm. I did a quick search, but I couldn't find out what it was because there was just a lot of people on on social media called Mr. Overlay. Okay. I'm like, well, that's not very helpful. I feel like I've heard that term somewhere. So I know that in uh, medicine there's an MRI scan, so I feel like that's related. It could be. But I'm not not versed enough in medicine to know what MRI is actually stands for. I'm, I'm pretty sure the eye part's imaging, but I don't Maybe, know Yeah, I yeah, it. I don't either. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it makes me think of, of uh, back, going back to last episode of uh, the halo mapping for, to create the AIs from the, from the brain. So something like mm-hmm. that is kind of what I imagined. Yeah. It goes on to explain that Chase was a compatible candidate of about one in a million yeah, they've they've got to be pretty exact. It sounds like for this this program. Yeah. So yeah, this is where they introduce the 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 term Holon and uh, explain that it's not a drone. It's not a co- cockpit. There's no cockpit. I love this phrase. It's a decanted human mind. Yeah. Decanted. When I when I hear that word, I think of decanter for wine, and you take the wine from the bottle and you pour it in the decanter. And so it's this image of, like, pouring a brain <laughs> into a thing. Uh-huh. Um, I know brains are not liquid, but they're kind of more like jelly. So, But, I mean, that's <laughs> this is what these phrases are kind of, the mental images they're giving me. Which is, no, 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 not quite. But it's you know, the idea of taking the mind out of the brain is just, yeah. that's what's kind of crazy here. Yeah, because it's like a, a, a digital version of your brain rather than the actual brain. I think most of the uh, mech series we've seen in the past has had a pilot 
has had a personality. Yeah. That's probably why they included that moment in the first episode where Met gets stabbed right through the midsection and then pulls it right back out yeah. again as if no big deal. Yeah. He's like, yeah, what? You want to stab me again? All right, cool. Weller's got some names for it. He's not quite settled on something yet. I don't know. I like uh, I like Chase's suggestion of Cyberdome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So they kind of have that that explanation and and in that um, he calls out Madrani, who looks like don't call me out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> she's like standing in the back, putting her head down. She's like she doesn't want any attention on it right now, as being the other hole on the other the other one of the other candidates in this one in a million type program. Everybody's excited. Everybody's talking about it. The briefing ends and they all kind of swarm him. Yeah. Chase. They also act like he's not there even though he's standing right they're there. Treat- yeah, they're treating him like a novelty. Is is that him? I don't they said know. Yeah, I know. It's like the, the, the guy just, just explained talk- it. Yeah, they yeah. could literally <laughs> be talking to him about it, but instead... They- yeah. Like, they're going up to him, but they're still talking to each other about yeah. it. So it's like, oh. But he's he's... Not really focused on that. He's watching Miranda, who has just turned turn tail, right, and walked out, right. Um, she's literally seen a ghost. Yeah. So then we've got Migas with Yaz going to the the lab the the lab processing server room to meet up with Chase again, right. And so this is where we see the extent of what Chase has become, and it's like he's lost everything from the torso down and his right arm. Yeah. What's still there, you can see it clearly is not all there. You've got damaged areas with plating on the back of yeah. his head. So you're thinking, well, the skull's probably not intact. Not in good shape. That backbone doesn't look like it's human. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, stuff even in the mixed in with the organics that you can tell they, they did a lot of really strange stuff to try to keep him going. Yeah, yeah. Chase, as a physical being, exists in this, like, back-to-tank of some undiscernible liquid hooked up to tubes in cybernetics, and there's, you know, his his little digital readout of his specs and everything. But he's he's there. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's not really quite conscious when when Migas meets up with him, but yeah, it's just said, oh, he's he's probably mixing in from the from the boardroom. He'll be right back and like a few minutes later. Yeah, when we first saw him, I wasn't even sure if he was gonna be able to verbally communicate from his body. He just looked that bad. It is is a shock. Like of all the things that I'd been theorizing Chase might be after the end of, of episode one, this had not even remotely crossed my mind in the context of like the, what the series is and where it's going. I thought that that was like a really refreshing moment uh-huh. that I, what? <laughs> kind of like made my brain stop and yeah. and yeah, and then so he does talk. He, he kind of like fades, fades back in and uh, he and Migas have, you know, this nice little bonding moment and witty repartee and you know, yeah. oh, you're gonna win the <laughs> the, the scar contest. <laughs> you yeah. lost some weight, dude. <laughs> yeah, when when I they first started coming in on him, I was like, oh wow, he's in really bad shape. He lost an arm, and then they got it closer. I'm like, oh wow, the whole bottom half is gone. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah ooh, this is rough. So then Dr. Weller joins them, and the four of them have a conversation, and about you know why why chase over everybody else was one of the things that Mika's pretty much point blank asked and it's so it's what they touched on earlier in the briefing and that just to have a mind that was compatible 
was in and of itself it's, rare. Yeah. Exceedingly yeah. rare. But the fact, too, that they'd have they'd had to push this project ahead further because of, of action from the from the mm-hmm. union yeah. and trying to combat that. They needed to get it into production quicker than possible. And so not only do you have to find a mind that fits within this this compatibility test, but you also have to find somebody who's already got this experience under their belt. Well, it's fighting, nice if you can fighting. find it. Yeah, yeah no, right. that's true. That's true. Um, it's nice if you can find it. So <laughs> Chase had Chase had both. He was this, right. this hotshot pilot, but he was also compatible. Right. And so, yeah, when he went down, they, they put everything they could into retrieving him. And so that's that's where he's been for these four years. Weller made the comment about, the, they're talking about the nanotech, because uh, uh, Migas had asked about regen. Right. It's like the nanotech so region. Clear, clearly there is medicine in this time where you can regenerate body parts based yeah. on what he was saying there. Yeah. Weller called it Union Nanotech Nasty Stuff. This already doesn't have a great track record with it. But he did say if Chase hadn't been affected, he wouldn't have lasted long enough for them to find him. Uh, he crashed. He was somehow infected with the nanotech. Yeah. Which allowed them to revive him, like, you know. Yeah, something about the nanotech prevented him from dying on the spot, but it looks like it was yeah. also slowly eating away yeah, at his dying, body. Yeah, dying so or decaying, but also... It, it's almost yeah. like getting burned and cauterized simultaneously, so... If it had kept going, he would have incinerated, but it was keeping it contained so he wasn't dying from the loss of pieces of himself, per se. Yeah, so they just happened to find it at that magic moment. Find him at that magic moment. Yeah, and then then he's just like, oh yeah, by the way, Migas, here's like several thousand hours of reading you have to do by tomorrow. (laughs) And you gave him things like a whole-on interior material quota, interior balance gyroscope, e-brain handling, and wiring guide. (laughs) <laughs> just have to ask if that's the, the guide for idiots. Just a little bit of light reading there. Just yes. light reading, yeah. So, Samigas is, he's a technician. He's obviously super talented because otherwise they wouldn't be tapping him for this additional. And he's doing this, like these this whole on uh, maintenance on top of his regular right. duties. Like, so a little bit of extra work. While, yeah, while extra responsibility. Yeah. So, um, so you've got that. And then as, as Migas was leaving, Weller looks at him and whispers thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But he he appreciates someone coming by to see Chase, even though Chase is in this really, really horrifying condition. Yeah, and that, that kind of humanizes the doctor a little bit there. Before, it was just all about the science yeah, and everything. Yeah, mad scientist, yeah. you know, trope, and ah, yeah. I like my bots more than I like better <laughs> people. But no, you know, they're, you know the, that is a good, a good, nice touch that he is, he's got people, he cares about those people. Mm-hmm. So then we switch over to uh, the new recruits flying in on the dropship to Anvil, which is, as the wiki states, in North America, built into the side of a mountain. <laughs> there are a lot of mountains in North America. <laughs> we have already ruled out that it's in Appalachia. Yeah, it seems like it's most <laughs> likely out west. Somewhere in the Rockies. Yeah, so probably around Colorado. Or... Mount Weather is pretty popular in sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> So now we're introduced to the new recruits, and it's a very colorful group in many ways than one, as is with a lot of mecha tropes, I guess. Color is very important. Yes, color coordinated. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of goes all all the way back to like the old Golden Age comics. 
all they had was the the four color process so if you wanted your lead character to stand out you'd have him in a green suit instead of a blue suit and so you'd be able to see okay that's johnny fender there because he's wearing a green suit (laughs) and it was fun i think color is fun and you can play a lot with color and perception of color and i don't know like color theory color importance within society is really interesting because it's so subjective i mean and these are these are just these are just happen the colors really cammy wears a lot of green Kazu's all dressed in red mm-hmm. uh valentina's got purple mm-hmm. up the wazoo that mm-hmm. sort of thing there doesn't seem to be any like additional meaning behind it mm-hmm. but eh, sometimes fun to think about <laughs> but you know even color color within the rooster teeth animation projects they'd done going back to red versus blue they utilized uh, color options within because they were it was machinima so they were using the halo engine and using multiplayer and within multiplayer, you'd be red versus blues, but you could you could be on red team or you could be on gold team and yellow. And um, mm-hmm. they had cobalt blue, they had aqua, they had blue, like a sky blue. So they they utilized those colors early on in order to differentiate the characters because if they're all the same color, they all just look like Master Chief bobbing his head. Right. But oh, you know the the blue one's talking now, and oh now it's the the gold one, and oh like here's the the the, the teal aqua one is saying something. Right. I I mean, yeah, they all have names, and I know what those names are, but this is not a red versus blue podcast, we're talking Genlock. I think that's one of the first things you notice, is just these colors. Yeah. Besides that, it's a really diverse team. So we've already met Yaz, who's Iranian. Right. And we've met Chase, who's American. Right. And then we've got Cammie McLeod, who's Scottish. Right. Kazu, who is Japanese. Valentina, who is Ukrainian. So it's it's a very worldly team. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's an, I was thinking today, just watched it today, and I was thinking about, he made the comment to be Genlock compatible is one in a million. Right. So there's about seven, eight million people in the world today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it kind of makes sense that this team <laughs> is only like... Yeah. Six, seven people. <laughs> getting seven people from the same continent are pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you've got Sinclair, and Sinclair's America. I don't think they really go uh, into detail about where he's from yeah, specifically, I, but he's just... I didn't see them mention anything about where he was from in the episode. Uh, the one I was poking through the, the character uh, trailers, they did mention he was from Alabama. Okay, alright. Yeah, so then you get to see them interact a little bit and, and things like Kazu is falling asleep on Valentina and mm-hmm. uh, they've got translators, so Kazu doesn't speak a word of English, but he's able to understand them. They're going to be able to understand him. Uh, they show point of view from Valentina where you can actually see inlaid on her vision is the translation and hers, it, it shows up in Russian and it shows up in English as well. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice Touch. Yeah. For us, for the audience, when Kazu speaks, we get the white subtitles at the bottom right, of the, right. the bottom. So we still understand what's going on, <laughs> even though we do not have that technology yet. Um, so, yeah, in their case, they have instant subtitles on their uh, screen. Yeah, so instant translation. So that's pretty cool. There is a very, very important red versus blue reference here where uh, Kami responds to to somebody about, uh, like, why are we here? And she says, that's one of life's great mysteries. And that's, <laughs> that's a herald back to the very start of Red versus Blue, the very opening conversation. Hey, yeah, you ever wonder why we're here? <laughs> it's one of life's great mysteries, isn't it? So yes, they're right. poking fun at their own their own IP. I mean, but that shows, yeah, that shows up a lot. So then they land, they're meeting Dr. Weller, and they're meeting Chase and Yaz for the first time. So we get a little bit more about group dynamics, and Sinclair seems confused that he thought they'd, like, made it into the program and they were set to go. Right. 
He's like, no, this is your <laughs> live audition now. Yeah, yeah. Weller's explaining that he's made it to the next level and they have to see, basically implies that they have to see how everybody interacts as a team Yeah, kind of but thing. Clearly, Sinclair was pretty impressed with just the body suits they had because he's like, well, if we don't pass, can we at least keep the suit? <laughs> <laughs> he likes it, yeah. So Weller's taking them to get suited up. Chase detaches. Or no, what was it? We have we have a moment where Migas tries to talk to Miranda, tries to tell her that he went to see Chase, and she just shuts him down. Yeah. She's like, yeah. just don't, just don't. She's not ready to yeah. talk about that yet. Uh, Chase sees that. Chase detaches. Mm-hmm. Chase goes to talk to her on his own. Yeah. And you find out here that... She's dealing with some stuff. She can't quite process it because he disappeared for four years and all of a sudden now he's back. Yeah. And that everybody mourned him as dead and now he's back. And how, yeah, how do you yeah, deal I with mean, something like that? Four years. If do we remember? Back, yeah. If you Does anybody back, remember? Four years in your own life, you are no longer the same person no. you were four years yeah. ago. Yeah. Do you remember Castaway? Yes. Oh. Yes. Do you remember the end of Castaway? I did. Yes. <laughs> so we're kind of dealing with a Castaway moment here, <laughs> except no, uh, no Wilson. <laughs> so that's kind of where that relationship is right now. Is nowhere. Yeah. Chase is still. He's trying. The you know there's still there's still emotion there, and but he's trying. But she's just not ready to have it yet. Yeah, because that's not really fair to her. He he knows where he's been for the last four years, and he's known that she's been alive this whole time but she's just barely processing this yeah at this point. yeah it's like the one time he follows the rules you couldn't tell me <laughs> kind of a thing so that's where that is so then we then we see the team suiting up and oh they've got these super awesome like power suit like undersuits undersuiting yeah. with like in their color coordinated colors and like Cammy's in green and Kazu's in red and so everybody's coordinated to their preferred color and it's it's yeah Cammy's going on about the material Kazu's complaining that it doesn't fit Sinclair likes it yeah it's just, just like shut up let's go mm-hmm. so, yeah starting you know just get like personal like these individual personalities and then how they interact yeah as a as a greater dynamic intercuts to Colonel Marin and she gets to know that there's a van- that there's a Union spy mm-hmm. somewhere in the Anvil yeah and so so she she says, yeah, let's take care of it. Mm-hmm. Do it quietly. Yeah. So then the next thing we see <laughs> yeah. is these these new recruits hanging out, and then these vanguard soldiers yeah. pop in with their guns, and it's like we're here for the Union spy. Mm-hmm. And immediately, Yaz raises her hands, and she's like, "You talk to Weller; he'll explain." I used to be Union, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Can somebody that is from the other side be here in a trusted position? Yeah. So that was a little bit of a shock, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because she's pretty much his right hand. Yeah. So she's not just like a new recruit. Like, she's been doing this for a bit. You know, she was in that earlier engagement at the end of episode one with Chase. Right. We've seen her in combat against the Union already. Yeah. 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 So that was like, wait, what? But then they're like, we're not here for you. We're here for him. And they, they motion to. Sinclair. Yeah. Double shock. Double shock. Uh, and Sinclair's like, this whole time he's been playing with the coin. Like, yeah. from the moment he was on the plane, he's just been like twiddling in his fingers or like mm-hmm. popping up and down. And now, yeah. reveals. Yeah. Now you find out why he's been nervously playing with that so much. Yeah. Been... So there's a small nano nanotech cloud within that coin, yeah. and he now uses it to help take out some of those guards. Yeah, that thing looks so intelligent. It acts almost like a, a pet for him the way that it's yeah. interacting. He, he directs it. He'll like wave it around with his hands and, and it goes like he sweeps it to the 
one soldier to the next, and it follows like follows those hand commands. Yeah, those nonverbal commands. It was really good at blocking too. It's like, nope, you're not coming near whatever this piece of equipment is. Yeah, I'm in between you and it. So yeah, this slightly intelligent cloud of nanotech, and there's a brief fight, and as he's escaping from this little holding area, now you see more of this this these people working as right. as fighting as they see fit, and yeah. so Kazu tries to run in and use the suit because the suit has has like powers too like like yeah, redirects can, energy you can clearly see in that that it's enhancing their muscles because you, you saw how he basically over jumped because he wasn't expecting that yeah. extra yeah. lift he got from the suit so he makes an attempt and it ends up in the wall Yaz throws a knife at the nano cloud but of course the nano particles just yeah. make a hole and so the knife goes harmlessly through it so and I know at one point uh, one of the uh, Vanguard soldiers actually does shoot at Sinclair's suit and you see it kind of oh yeah hit and kind of do a, a spider webbing impact type of thing almost like a it. like Black Panther suit yeah like I don't think it quite has that holding of kinetic energy that no that, but no. yeah it, it seemed kind of like, like a, a Kevlar yeah yeah so you know, these suits are bulletproof they enhance the wearer and now you've got your union spies all decked out in one so he's running off Yaz is in pursuit yeah she tells Cammy to to, she says something. It's like she says something, but then she motions to the keypad, which is displaying an error. So then Cammy gets this expression, like, "Yeah, she knows what to do." Mm-hmm. She's working. She's working to hack the the keypad. So oh, Yaz meets up with Sinclair, and they have a they have a fight. He gets her on the ground and gets his gun out. That was a pretty impressive. Oh yeah, no, they were yeah. they were pretty evenly matched, yeah. and they, they're. I mean, she knows how to like. That's the thing. It's like Kaz, Kazu didn't quite know how to use mm-hmm. the suit, mm-hmm. but yes, mm-hmm. does. Yeah, and yeah, clearly Sin- she's been using that suit for. A yeah. Long. So and then Sinclair, either he did somehow before, or he's a quick learner, mm-hmm. because the two of them were pretty well matched. They did seem well matched. Yeah, but he is able to get her down and aim his gun at her. But then before he can fire, Chase shows up for Cammy and Cam. He's like, he, like Sinclair's a spy, you gotta stop him. And so Chase appears behind Sinclair and is able to distract him long enough for Yaz to get a couple more hits in, or at least for for, for him to not shoot Yaz. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. The elevator opens and there's Dr. Weller, and now Dr. Weller's a hostage. <laughs> Backs into the elevator and witty repartee. <laughs> <laughs> the door's closed. So you've got this Union spy. It's a conversation with Weller. Yeah, he's basically telling him he's here for the tech. Yeah. Um, and Weller's trying to decide, are you the real Sinclair or not? Yeah. So the, the, their short conversation in the, the elevator with the music playing. <laughs> a little nano cloud just kind of hovering there. like <laughs> Weller deduces that this is not the real Sinclair, so he either, either killed the real Sinclair or... Otherwise yeah. replaced him. Otherwise yeah. replaced him was able to get past security. But he, he makes comments like you can't you can't fake test results. Test results. That's yeah. right. You can't fake test <laughs> results. So that's like a curious little hmm. So then he gets on the he gets on the level of the uh, the laboratory at this very moment. Conveniently, Miranda is going to the laboratory, mm-hmm. possibly to see Chase. I mean, what else would she be there for? Yeah, it seems like likely scenario. Yeah, there, yes. but to her left come running these vanguard soldiers, and to the right there's Ace and Claire with. Uh, 
uh, Dr. Weller. Right. And Yaz. I mean, when you see Sinclair with a gun to Dr. Weller's head, I, I think he can instinctively figure out that something's not quite right there. Yeah. Yeah, and she's able to do this pretty pretty quickly, and she, she steps back from the door, but she looks at Merritt, because Colonel Marin's with a group of soldiers, and, and Marin and Worth just have this really subtle moment where Miranda just looks at her, and Marin just kind of slightly nods her head, and yeah. then Sinclair and Weller have to pass her to get to the door, and as soon as they come even, she grabs, she tries to, like, she grabs a gun arm and tries to pull it away from him, but he's got that suit. Right, yeah, so he's able to clearly see that it was the extra power in the suit that allowed him to yeah. pull Yeah, back. so he's he's able to throw her off, but then that gives Yaz an opening, Yaz boxes his ears, he drops Weller, he backs into the, the laboratory anyway. So right. you've got Sinclair in the laboratory, you've got Dr. Weller outside, the nano the nano cloud is outside, and he Sinclair's like, I, he's not leaving here without a holon. Yeah. He is taking the tech with him. Yeah, what he's basically saying is he wants to be uploaded into one of those holon, or he'll let the, the nano cloud go. Right. And he has it go, and it, it kind of sweeps around each person. It doesn't actually do anything, but it's right. it's threat enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. these soldiers have seen what these nano clouds can do, and here's one that's like literally crawling up their leg, yeah. like, sw- swooping around their torso, and, like, each person, and so, yeah, you'd said earlier, the block blocking them from doing anything, one of the soldiers tries to try open the lab doors, and it just, it, it gets in between them and, like, pushes them off. Yeah. You're kind of at the standstill, and Chase, like, has uploaded himself back into the hole on, and he's trying to guess which one that... Which one's gonna be the one that goes bad. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's ready for a fight. <laughs> he's he's pacing ready for a fight. Marin's listening to these these demands and she's not having it but then Weller's like no do it and he tells he tells his, his uh, robot compatriot Caliban to upload basically upload him into one of the right. one of the holons that doesn't go so well no it does not <laughs> um, yeah, so the, you, you see him get into the little pod, and you see the little uplinks start to work, and then there's an error, yeah. and then there's immediate screaming, and there's blood coming out of his nose, and it doesn't last too long. Oh and no, it's over pretty there's, fast. There's not, there's not screaming for too much longer. Yeah. After his conversation with Sinclair, Weller knew that he wasn't Genlock compatible. Yeah, and well, that he, he made the calculated decision that he didn't. That's true. No, he didn't know for sure. But he he took the risk, and it paid off. And he he explains that, basically, if you're not Genlock compatible, your brain gets microwaved. Yeah. And then he's like, who wants to go next? (laughs) Right. It's a great segue right there. Yeah, and a then that, selling point. that's the uh, that's the end of the episode right there. And I just I always think about cause because Miranda's still standing there and she she doesn't have to worry about this. She's not Genlock, she's not one of these recruits, but just her like hearing that her eyes just go wide. Like she doesn't even look at anybody, but she's just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and when uh, so when when Sinclair gets into the lab and he's looking around, he's looking at the tech and he sees Chase's tank. He walks up to Chase and Chase is not conscious in his tank because he's already in his holon at this point. Right. But Sinclair says, "I know someone who'd very much like to say hello to you." Oh yeah, that was so, pretty menacing. <laughs> yeah, that's foreshadowing the something right there. So yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty action intensive episode and a nice little uh, end cap there. Just leave you in like. 
having to process everything, mm-hmm. like process what Chase has become, process what this project actually does. And do you really want to risk that? <laughs> so you've made it this far. So their, their very first experience of seeing somebody actually try to connect with this technology. Yeah. And a good chunk of these Genlock compatible people are not trained fighters no. so, or at least not trained by the uh, military Vanguard, that's trying yeah. to convince them to work with them Ooh, only the second episode. It's the third altogether. Uh, so we're still getting more exposition than we are getting answers. Mm-hmm. But I still think like they're handling a really good job of it where it doesn't feel, it, like, it still doesn't feel weighty. It's just, it's got a really nice pacing and a flow to it. Where It's, it's like, I know some things. Mm-hmm. I like that I know some things, but I don't know everything. So I, I like, what, what? Right. It always feels like they somehow managed to tell more story in that 20 something minutes than you would expect expect from that amount of time. You know, a lot of it is is really putting thought and effort into everything that's going into it. So I'm kind of getting into script writing now and I'm doing research and, you know, it's one of the things I'm reading is, you know, like every word is important. Mm-hmm. Every little moment is important, especially with animation, because it's all going to be, you know, drawn out or yeah. not like, like just animated. There, I mean, there's something there's something to be said about live action. You can fuss with it a little. Yeah. You know, you can add a little in this take. You can take out a little more in that take. Uh, you know, let's try it again. And it's like you've got all the components are already there. Mm-hmm. But with animation, you've got the script. Yeah. And then you build up from there. You've got these character concepts and everything, but it's how everything works together. You can't, you really don't have the chance to waste any of this, these moments right. that you're doing in production. Yeah, if it's something that happened accidentally that's amazing and worth uh, spending the money to animate, then you'll do it. Yeah. But- yeah. Yeah. Like from the very onset from that script, you want to make sure that every word that you've got in there is, is going to make sense and it's going to push the story. And I f- do feel like they've done a really good job in that. And like in these 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 tiny moments too that aren't even voiced, like just that look between Marin and Miranda that's like, okay, she trusts her enough to try to take out this guy that's got his gun pointed at one of the most brilliant minds. Like, yeah. that's not a small <laughs> decision right there. <laughs> a lot of information in a short short amount of time, mm-hmm. but it's done in such a way that it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, we've introduced what is presumably our main cast of characters yeah. in this episode. We have a whole lot of new people to uh, take yeah. and absorb here. Um, did you have any standout favorites? Oh, I love Yaz. I mean, she hits all of my, my stoic, terse, bamf lady buttons. Mm-hmm. Furiosa, Ellen Ripley, Cat 320 from Halo. But yeah, just just these like, there's a wall. There's this badass action lady who has a wall. Mm-hmm. And they always get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knowing like where their motivations come from, why they are that way. I think it's more interesting seeing a character like that. There's a good and a bad to it because it all depends on how they're written. Because if they're not given any substance, it's just, it's just like a blank piece of paper right. with a frowny face drawn on it. Right, a cipher instead of a yeah. human being. But people who are this way usually have a reason for being so. And it's it's how do they process these other things? How do they interact with other things, other people? And so in terms of a, of a series or like a long movie, it's it's like you get to you get to peel back some of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that an open character doesn't have their own secrets as well. I don't know. It's just it's just something about that impression <laughs> even that that character takes. Uh-huh. Or that character archetype takes is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. That's my 
Okay. How about yours? Well, so for me, it was the uh, Cami character. She's just so just a, a bundle of energy, <laughs> and that little robot companion she's got <laughs> just adds to the uh, cute factor. So yeah, just overwhelming levels of cuteness, and she says what's on her mind. Yeah. Uh, she lets you know what's going on. So yeah. that made her stand out in this episode. Yeah, she's they're all fun, <laughs> and it's. You know we're gonna we're gonna you know this is only episode two so we've we've still got a few episodes to get to know these people I don't know maybe those opinions will change and who's who's on our top list but yeah they're all really well done really well written and uh, like just just these first few dynamic like these first few interpersonal dynamic moments mm-hmm. uh, and seeing how it's kind of where it's gonna go and how it's gonna form yeah because that's my jam <laughs> is is large cast and interpersonal dynamics so yeah I know. When I was a kid reading comics, I was always drawn to the teen books instead of the solo books because I was like, I'm getting six times as many characters yeah. to appreciate in a teen book than a solo book. Yeah, like, you know, I want to see how that gruff character interacts with a group of people. I don't want to see him brooding on his own mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, I'll just, I'll always take what happens when you take this, this kind of character and you stick them in a room with this other kind of character. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what happens. It's exciting. <laughs> so, we'll get to know more about them in the next few episodes but seeing these first little bits is really exciting oh and i want to say cammy's the youngest yes yes she is 17 mm-hmm. i think at this point chase is 24 no he's got 20 because he was 21 at the battle of new york so i'd make him 25 she's 25 yeah okay i can't remember where the others are we'll have to do mm-hmm. that for next time but yes one would assume early 20s <laughs> yes somewhere somewhere in that range yeah. but yeah we will talk about that next episode on into the ether a genlock introspective podcast <laughs>